20 people. Like, and, and I know like four of them as my mates and I was like, they're not going to pay any money. They're like, oh, are you getting it? I was like, no, no, okay, we're not going to put any money in. Like, what that music makes me uh feel like i want to do and we are live hello and welcome to pixel pints i caught it this time i didn't have that long pause waiting for mcwomble to come in because mcwomble's not here uh so <laughs> i'm your host today so i'm mitch i'm your host for pixel pints this is the only global gaming podcast in the world where we talk about two wonderful things and that is beer and video games if you want to follow us we are at pixel underscore pints on twitter yes and then it's pickle pixel no pickle pickle pints pickle pints that's our other show pixel pints pod (laughs) on instagram uh, if you want to check out some cool pictures of beer over on that end of the spectrum. And then our Twitter does, the, it's weird. Our Twitter does the video games and then our Instagram does the beer. It's like a marriage of the two. Yeah. It's a good way to do it too. Perfect. So I'm joined around the world from these wonderful people. We have Evan Piotrowski from the great land of Japan. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. I, uh, I had to work this entire weekend, Saturday and Sunday, but... I'm able to take off Monday or Tuesday. So all I'm doing is basically moving my weekend forward. And uh, yeah, Sunday, what time is it? This is all really important information, by the way. 5.21 p.m. And uh, yeah, the sun is slowly setting uh, in the window. Now, for the record, is it daylight savings time over by you? No, behind me. So yeah, ready to talk about some. No, they do not do daylight savings. Okay. Did I freeze? You did freeze. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. But that's okay. <laughs> Was I pointing at the camera? Uh, no, you were just paused. Okay. But it's okay, all no right. worries. And I've, I'm joined by a fellow, uh, this time not Japan dweller, it's fellow West Coastener, and that is uh, Mr. West Bur- Coastener. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Burkoff. how you say it. How are you? I'm doing good. It is uh, currently 8C. No, 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 no. He's not here. We speak Fahrenheit. <laughs> you, you, want you want me to do the Fahrenheit? Because I, I have to. You can do the Fahrenheit as well. If, you know what? I I have an idea. If uh, it's half and half today, so should, we should do both. It's, if okay. there's if there's three people from the if if, if uh the if there's a majority, <laughs> from then the you, centigrade. you only say the majority. But we're yeah, half and half centigrade versus Fahrenheit. So let, let's hear both. We got eight eight degrees centigrade. You said. Yeah, which is forty six degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Which I which I do have to say, I, I swear, it's it's gonna be a thing where I just say like Burkoff, put the punny the put put the punny, put the put the put the money in in the pickle jar for every time you tell us what the weather's like on your intro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I started with it months and months ago. It's like and... your swear jar, but it's your weather jar. Yeah, I just it was like, oh, this is an easy one to, to go right into and, and talk yeah. about, right? So but, uh, it yeah, starts heating up. We're going to hear a lot about the weather, that's for sure. 
Yeah, but I'm doing all right. Um, like Evan, and I worked today, so um, I was in for about half the day and uh, got off. Thankfully, I have tomorrow off though, which uh, or later on today, Sunday. Well, well, three of the four of us worked today because I worked too. So <laughs> yeah, what is this, this weekend? And, and, and joining us from across the pond, as we like we like to say it, is Mr. Daniel with uh, with the little munchkin. <laughs> Sorry, I I need I should I should have played yeah I should have played uh the circle of life. Yeah, right. No, um, yeah, good. I'm good. It's been an interesting week for the for the UK. I'm sure you've all uh, you've all seen the uh, ridiculousnesses that have been portrayed on oh, both yes. sides of the argument. Oh yes. Um, yeah. no, won't nothing's better than gossiping I, about the royal family when you don't. Yeah, live with the it's royal a little family. bit ridiculous. But there we go. I think personally, once the Queen, God bless her, is no longer with us, we should probably move away from them as an institution. I know that would probably be not a very popular view, but uh, I think that seems like the most sensible option, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I'm well. Just back at work, first week back after online learning. So it was interesting to have be back in a classroom uh, again. So that was quite cool. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, just I haven't had any chance to play any video games in the last week, but hopefully we'll get into, into some Bethesda games now they're on Game Pass. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's about it, really. I hope everyone else is well. For sure. All right. So that leads us, gentlemen, to beers. Did anybody, right. does anybody have any beers? Yes. Do you, have, do you have any interesting drinks, Mitch? Not Nothing today? Not, not today, no. Okay. It's too late. <laughs> i worked yeah, i worked too, i worked not I, for not for matt it's not <laughs> i mean i mean i mean technically i mean i i did have a i did have a red bull earlier Ooh, just, you, so i could you stay got the up. cocoa edition uh this one is a coconut edition yeah coconut <laughs> edition so it's a coconut coconut red bull coconut wow. berry i've never seen that they have Neither so I. many different kinds of red bull i because i can't stand yeah. the regular kind of red bull so but i can really? do like coconut berry they have like a arctic berry arctic berry blast they have um, um that one that tastes like a kitty cocktail but red bull it's like a cherry version it's super good huh. but yeah, Evan, they just it's all you, good your red bull in japan is it in a small gold can um or is it in a long thin blue and like silver can i believe it's the regular can the so the checker the checkerboard uh, blue and silver that's very interesting because that's the Western Red Bull, whereas the gold can is the Thai Red Bull where it originally came from. So a lot of Asian countries they sell you the Thai Red Bull, which is like more strong and crazy. I've heard, yeah, it's I've like heard the Thai Red can. Bull is like the real deal. They were talking about yeah. it on the giant podcast. <laughs> like I, I, I need to get me some import Thai Red Bull. That's yeah. the shit. That's the stuff that so really works. So is 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 it true that the that it has bull piss in it? <laughs> no, it's it's it was um I think the I think the room there's lots of rumors, but one of the rumors was it had snake venom in it, which got pretty drunk quicker. <laughs> which I mean, the rumors, Red yeah. Bull rumors. The rumors, <laughs> yeah, the Red Bull rumors. Who knows? All I know is it is it's crazy. <laughs> you don't need as much, and it's just as potent. So I'm hoping this shows up on uh, the stream. I've got yeah, some, oh, nice. Um, Looks great. I've had that. Yeah, Firestone Walker nice. Nitro, like cameras backwards but um anyway so you're actually supposed to do this with the can before you pour it hmm. um and i was really amazed at how well this actually turns out it looks cool when you pour it 
Yeah. So. Whoa. That's cool. It's like a. It's like it's this like, cascading like, fountain yeah, outside like of a sand. business. Uh, which is which is exactly the way that uh, Guinness looks when you pour it. It's like falling sand. Um. On, like, yeah, that's. A timer. If you if you pour Guinness yeah, properly like from that. a pump, if a old pool pump, yeah. it looks like that, and that's where you have to leave it. So you pour half of it, then you leave it, and then you finish it off. Right. It's like, uh, or like three quarters of it, then you finish and put the top on at the end. So I'm actually, yes, yeah, so I'm actually drinking this Nitro Merlin milk stout out of nice. a Guinness glass. Um, I had this the other night, and I am super impressed. I never thought that a, an American beer would ever come close to regular draft Guinness, uh, but this is pretty damn close. So that's what I'm drinking tonight. Awesome. Better watch out. That's 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 that statement alone is sacrilege to some. That's, uh, now, that's, those are saying ones, it's yeah. even close, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, 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 I've actually had that beer. It was one of the import beers I've been able to get here. And yeah, I really, really enjoyed that beer. It's, it's a really nice. Uh, what is that? Burkoff juice? It is Burkoff juice. It's a milk yeah. stout. Yeah, it would, it would milk stout. <laughs> I'm not as uh, as you, if you ever watch the Guinness review. I'm not a fan as well. <laughs> not the not the uh, whatever we drink. I don't mind uh, like draft Guinness at like rugby. I can drink a few of those, but about two or three, and then I need to move on. Yeah, I'm. And that's it, me with stouts in general. I'll take one or two, but I need to switch up styles after that. I can't just drink stouts for the entire. I have night. a friend who I go to rugby with, and he will sit from like nine a.m. when we start drinking through to like five p.m. He'll just drink Guinness all day long. I'm like, you're a oh. machine. <laughs> yeah, you are a machine if you can do that. Um, all right. So uh, in Japan, everything is on a uh, – the, the year basically starts in April at the start of spring, and that's uh, uh, quarter one for, for businesses. That all ends in March, and so does the school year. Our, my school year is wrapping up uh, this week, and then yeah, we then start back as, again in April. As, as it should, because my birthday is April. Therefore, everything must revolve around my birthday. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, uh, you know, so it, it, it all makes sense. Like, okay, start of spring, flowers blooming. Uh, the, the cycle is starts once again after the, the long cold winter, so to speak. So cherry blossom viewing uh, is a very popular thing in Japan. So around this time, all the major beer uh, companies, you got your Asahi and um, Kirin and everyone, they do the gimmick of like slapping cherry blossoms and making their cans pink exact same recipe but they love putting new stickers on their beers to try to i don't even know like it, they, they don't really change anything up it's just like hey look at this new can and people buy them and Collectors, I, mean, I, almost, I guess but they never change up the design of the cans it's always the same can uh i don't have one of the big four beers but this is uh i mean i think this is a really ugly ass label to be honest with you but <laughs> Well, this let us Nagahama, be the judge of that. <laughs> Nagahama uh, Roman Brewery, which is on Lake uh, Lake Biwa uh, in Nagahama City. It's the biggest lake in Japan, it, located in, inside of Shiga Prefecture. Uh, I've been there several times. They brew some good beers. I introduced one beer on the show that I was really, really impressed by. I'm pretty sure it was a pale ale. But anyways, uh, I mean, come on. This, it's just very un. It looks like nothing Valentine's really about it. Day more than anything. It's it's supposed to be for the cherry blossom season thing. Yeah, yeah, they're doing the same thing as all the the big four do. To uh, that's cool. Put, I once mean, they put out a spring beer. That's a cool know. bottle. I, I like the bottle mm. design, the label design. 
Yeah, so, honestly, the label looks like Valentine's Day. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> it it, it, it does. does. Yeah. So uh, this is confusing to me. In Japanese, it says Nagahama Ale Ale. And in English, it's it's kind of a... They're, they're making a... A pun, I think? This is yay, though. <laughs> pun, I guess, on the word. If it's going to be written as ale. So basically, it's Eiru Eiru. And... And okay. in English, you'd say yell ale. I have no idea what that means in, or what it's referring to. It has nothing to do with, 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 with what is going on in this bottle. And I don't even know what kind of ale it is. It just says ale ale. It doesn't say any other style on yell it. Yell so, ale. So I'm guessing let's just call this the yell style. So this is a yell style <laughs> beer. Uh, 330 ml bottle here, 5%. Um, let me try to agitate this a bit. Uh, I did do an Evan pour, but it's already gone. So <laughs> enough carbonation to release into the air. It's actually quite, I mean, look at that. Wow. Like you can't really yeah, see that is through pretty, it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a, it's, it's a nice, nice, deep golden amber. Um, very, very sweet on the nose. Not a lot of hops. Um, I, definitely more on the multi side with the, with the sweetness, a bit of a caramel in there. And, uh, It's got a little bitterness to it uh definitely more of like uh like a brown ale kind of uh you get that kind of multi caramel sweet uh sweetness to it not a lot uh builds on your tongue on the back end you don't get that crisp bite from some other ales especially an ipa but i mean this is this is okay it's it's flavorful though that's the good thing it's uh it doesn't give you that kind of watery aftertaste as something like a newcastle does sorry to anyone who likes newcastle but i <laughs> I'm not that much of a fan of it, but no, this is a, uh, this no. is good. But um, I never really, of, uh, I, I never really understood like, why Newcastle Brown Ale made it all over the world. I think it's a travesty. It's an easy drinking beer, so I think that's probably why. Yeah, you're probably um, right. Yeah. So uh, very very quickly, it's funny. Mick Womble mentioned that I used to bring all these like gimmicky like um, chew high drinks onto the show oh, yeah. he mentioned the last episode <laughs> i found this in the store and i had to try it I've, i haven't even tried Amazing. it yet. it's called it's a vinegar sour oh it is made of your beer dude oh don't worry i have a i have the proper pouring glass for something like this calamansi which i have no idea what that is it must be a citrus fruit but it's produced with 100 fert fermented vinegar oh, God. alcohol four percent you're basically you're basically drinking a carboxylic acid that's basically yep. all you, yeah <laughs> drink some carboxylic acid there some so, good enough um, wine dan dan you would be surprised i drink the pickle juice from the pickle jar oh. speaking yeah speaking of pickle yeah hey maybe this this is our first episode of pickle pines <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh wow so i'm drinking it out of a basically what amounts to a uh a poke yeah, it's a, a shot glass because I'm only gonna pour a little bit. I oh shit, I don't think I'm going to like this. <laughs> um, it it looks like me going to the bathroom after a night out, but it's much yeah. more carbonated than that. It looks like piss. Yeah. Wow. Wow, that is vinegar. It's, it's funny. This, I would drink 
Eat this in the morning after a night out. It definitely wake me up. Might as well crack an egg in here while I'm thought, there too. I thought that uh, alcohol turned into vinegar if it, if it, it does too long. It does. So they, so they it's gone off. Vinegar? It's gone off alcohol. They've, no, they, no, they fermented the alcohol. They basically made the alcohol go off. So they've made whatever fruit alcohol drink, right? And they've left it to basically be oxidized into vinegar, and else, and then putting it in a bloody bottle or a can or whatever. That is, you know what? Weird. But it's amazing. I like it. A lot of those kind of um, chew highs, which is essentially like vodka mixed with some sort of uh, fruit juice. Yeah. Or um, they do a lot of sours. So it'd be like a, a fruit sour or something. This might be, because it's made with 100% fruit fermented vinegar, this actually has like a legitimate sour kick that tastes like it's actual fruit more so than it tasting completely fake. It would be the acid. Adding yeah, yeah. It, it's um. I mean, I would not drink much more than this, but it does I, have. I think, I think that would do havocs to your stomach acid. That'd be horrible. Oh, man. I feel like you'd be in stitches if you drank more than one, a few of those. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, that is uh, that it leaves. There's just that well, leaves like a pop of Mitch who just a, likes to drain a, uh, a the pickle jar. Well, actually, technically, <laughs> so so I I liked pickles. I liked pickles and i like drinking the pickle jar before that but i actually learned that it's actually really helpful to prevent cramps so that was something that was something my uh my um ultimate frisbee coach Mm -hmm. told me in high school he was like i I ended up getting a really bad cramp in my um my calf after our match and Mm -hmm. he was like oh yeah you do you like pickles i was like yeah i love pickles he's like just drink some pickle juice before you play and the vinegar helps the muscle I, I admit, after I finish mm. the final pick, pickle from a pickle jar, I will take a few sips of that uh, delicious oh, vinegar. Who are you people? That's great, man. <laughs> Especially dill. dill. Dill pickles are the best pickles. I will, I will I say mean, that I have a, uh, a fried chicken recipe that is uh, pickle juice and buttermilk. Is what oh, you that sounds so good. Okay. That, that I really could get more on board with. Because at least you're okay. cooking the bloody buttermilk. with like You're not just drinking right. it just straight out of the jar. Yeah, right. Tastes great. What are you talking about? All right. I am, I am, that is as much as I'm going to have of that. Yeah, I have a very sour, vinegary taste in my mouth. But yeah, uh, okay. I'm glad I tried it, but I'm, I'm going to take a swig of water and finish this. uh, What you need is some coffee granules. Have you got any coffee granules, Evan? Sniff some coffee granules. That will clean your palate. Yeah. Yeah. I'll make the beer more enjoyable. Thinking about this now, fellas, I should have pitched this to McWomble, which is. Why are we not doing our beers of the year when we do our game of the year? Oh yeah, we totally yeah, missed we should have done that. Well, I think we were going to do that if like if the if the beers had actually shipped and actually got there, we probably would have had a large quantity of episodes to then be able to do our beer of the year of what we'd surveyed. But but I was just saying, no, I just beer of the year in general, like our personal beer drank, of the year. That's quite a good that idea. You drink yeah, of that's the year because yeah. then it doesn't depict yeah. on all of us having the same beer. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. So. You know what we could do? We could do it uh, in June. So June is beers and December is games. No, you want yeah, to do them both, because on also... the same, both on the same game. Same show. Drinking your beer of the year, talking about the yeah. game of the year. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, all I could think is if we did it in June, we've all drank beers for a year since we launched. So that right. would actually round up that. That's why. But yeah. I'll pitch be. it. I'll pitch it. I'll pitch it later. Yeah. Pitch to Mitch. Oh, wow. Well, Keith uh, well, drank shitloads of different beers, so I'm sure he's definitely got one. Hey, I have an I have an idea. Speaking of, you know, we're pitching things now, so 
I'm I'm kind of eating on the, I'm munching on this coffee, coffee bean here. We should do a show that revolves around coffee and beer. We could call it like the coffee and beer podcast. What do you guys think? I feel I like think, uh... I feel like I've watched something like that before, but it it it, it fell off the wayside. Like someone yeah, forgot was, uh... to make an episode. Much like the cherry blossom, it's it, it's ephemeral. It, it it bursts into color, and it just simply can't last. I was it's gonna say, beautiful. when was the, when was the last time you did an episode of that, Evan? I was like, we we, we made like a fourteen episode run. So it's half are you the still, season. Are you still in contact with? Um, I can't think he's lost his name now. Vin. Vin. Oh, Vin. Vin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the on on Twitter, yeah. It just uh, I think um, we both got busy, and uh, mm. that was partly what what happened. I wouldn't mind doing something in the future. But uh, yeah. Anyways, Nostalgia. pickles, okay, coffee. Now, that should have Evan, that should have cleansed your palate, Evan. So now you can enjoy your beer without. Yeah, that it sour. actually has. It actually has helped. Yeah. I've never tried this before. I was gonna say, Evan, <laughs> I, I was... nostalgia is the new thing. Bringing things yeah, back I... from the dead is hot nowadays. So you to know, it's a good. It's a good Speaking of speaking nostalgia. of bringing things from the dead. I uh, I'm gonna let uh, Burkoff do this one because Burkoff really 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 how many more reallys can I add really wanted to talk about this topic so we'll just yeah. let him lead this. Uh, so we got the um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Shredder's Revenge trailer right? announcement out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, out of nowhere. Dot mu was like, hey, we did Streets of Rage. Yeah, boom. Here's this uh, new turtle game that we've been working on. Um, so it got me thinking, and I was thinking about um, new games made in the retro style, retro games that get ported to modern hardware, and then remakes of retro titles uh, that uh, are done, or remasters of those retro retro titles, specifically stuff pre HD era. Mm. Um, and just wanted to know. What did you guys think? Uh, you know, what are of those three categories? Like, what are some games that uh, you particularly like, or what are the aspects of those games that you think are are good, and what uh, games should do moving forward in terms of that kind of stuff? I, I guess to probably start the, the ball. Uh, I was actually interested when you mentioned um, the Master Chief Collection, so I attempted to play that, and I was playing Halo One. Right, and I ended up switching constantly because what? So if people don't know the Master Chief Collection, Halo One, you can transition. I don't know if you can do it with the other games. I'm not hundred percent sure. Halo One and Two, I believe you can okay. do it. I don't know it, if Three, I guess, is um, was 360, right? Yeah. So. so I think it's modernized enough. So yeah. Halo One and Two, you can literally with a hit of a button transition from the original graphics from the original game or updated graphics which updated means basically made from the ground up all over again yeah yeah. uh, redone uh, uh, visuals the weird part was uh, I was like some of these things were so extremely drastically different in regards to like a doorway is completely different yeah, from one the, version to the next or the lighting or the yeah, lighting there's a, bunch, there's a bunch of stuff that there, changes yeah there's so much that they changed on it that i was like i couldn't play the original because i it's, felt as if i was not 
really playing the game that they made and the game they made was this upgraded version right and and also while that is like there's some games that like do a really good job of like taking a taking a game and that's an old franchise and modernizing it especially when they bring it up whether that's improved controls different type of menu system different type of combat system like Streets of Rage 4 is very much a modernized version of the beat 'em up and yeah. it's done really well and that's why it's gotten a lot of praise. Where here with the Halo it was just a visual so the control still felt really not felt, as clean. Well, it felt like the old game. Yeah, it, it feels like you're playing the original. Um and then when you switch back to the old graphics you're like holy shit I'm playing the old game. Um I was kind of curious to hear what your thoughts were because I know you really like the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes, mm-hmm. uh, but they drastically changed how those games play. Like, there's no tank controls or anything like that with those. Um, you know, those are essentially new games. Uh, Evan, I know you've played through all the Spyro uh, reignited games, right? Or two yeah, of yeah. Them at least. Well, I'm on um, I'm on three right now. So that's another example of basically kind of what the Master Chief Collection did with Halo 1 and 2, except with the Spyro games, the Crash, uh, Insane Trilogy, same thing. Like those games are, for all intents and purposes, exactly the same, just with upgraded visuals. Um, And then I wrote down a bunch of other games too, like um, Octopath Traveler, Bravely Default, Stardew Valley. All these games are games that are made today with that same retro style like stardew yeah. valley is one of those games so, that um if they had had the cartridge capacity back in the day i feel like harvest moon would have been stardew valley you know what i mean for, for me when i played stardew valley it reminded me of like original harvest moon not like with 3d or whatever the first ever like original like 2d harvest moon yeah obviously it was a smaller map and stuff because you're at the culture curiosity but that's what it was it was and that's why like i played it and i'm not a big fan of the new ones but like i like the old 2d style or it was good yeah i had found memories of the n64 version oh yeah i i guess just to because you threw out a bunch of things and you really didn't <laughs> centralize it. With it. And so yeah. it, it made it difficult. But to answer your question specifically towards me when you were talking about the remakes for Resident Evil, I'm fine with that. And actually, I really prefer that. So like the Master, the, the Master, yeah, the Master Chief Collection is not my preferred personal like way to update a game. If you're going to update a game, update the game. Like remake it right. from scratch, remake the controls, you can still honor a game and do it very well. Um, what and what I think is in, in regards to I know I love Resident Evil. It's like one of my favorite franchises. But I think Resident Evil Two is one of the best remakes, is because they do they, they do so many things so well. But one of the biggest things for me is that they take inspiration from simple things like a room. And what they'll do is like you'll remember a certain flooring or a certain tapestry in a certain room, but they're not going to recreate that whole room the same way it was before. But you recognize the tapestry instantly if you played it before. Yeah, that, yeah. that's the focal point of yeah. that specific room. If yes. that's in there, then you then can change everything else. That. People will recognize yeah. that. Yeah. Exactly. That is a great way to to. 
do the remake. Absolutely. I think they mastered that in so many ways. I think they updated the controls. The one thing that I think they did masterfully well is they made me fear the zombie again, which is like you never I never totally. imagined you could make me fear a zombie again as much as you could fear any other enemy because just in the, the way last... it was so un- unpredictable when it jumped at you. Yeah. You did, you'd you'd start missing yeah. the, the the closer it got, like the worse your aim would mm-hmm. get would get you get flustered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. And, and, I, and, and like two zombies in a room were scary. And Resident Evil before that got so far away from that where it turned more of an action game. And I love that they, they went back to basics. And you're like, no, one even one zombie is going to scare you because uh, if it gets close enough and you miss enough times, it might take a bite out of your your neck your neck yeah yeah i I appreciated how they did that and you can tell the detail that went Mm. into that because they could only put so many zombies in a room because they put so much into a zombie that you can't have as many zombies on screen which to their to their credit made it more effective right so i i just i think if you're going to modernize something modernize it because there are so many ways you can already experience these older games with remasters um remasters or collections there's so many ways you can play all these games there's no reason not to modernize a game if you're just going to start remaking it and updating it okay liam can i make it just a point this is slightly on topic you just Um, call him liam i think you did no i said can i so can i make a point um what was I going to say? Um, Play the tape no, me off. Did he say Roll the tape. Uh, Hold on. Where, where's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> the, um, do you think the Nintendo fanboy has destroyed the idea of Nintendo ever making a robust remake for certain games because they can just repurpose the old game and people will still buy it? Um, well, so I wanted to get into Nintendo a because bit. because that that I was so disappointed. I didn't buy it in the end, but I was so from listening to other people, the uh, N- uh, Mario sixty four, I was very disappointed by what they did with that. It is with... the bare minimum of what they could have done. It's it's yeah. a terrible collection. So Nintendo, I think, is interesting, and they sort of stand alone in that regard because <laughs> tell me when that's not normal for them <laughs> yeah right they're they're always fucking in their own world world but um so but like with um uh the new super mario brothers series mm-hmm. that's effectively uh a new game made in the retro style of mario they've sure. tweaked the controls here and there but it still feels like an old school 2d mario game um and they're still making like the 3D stuff, which is the newer games with like newer controls and continually improving on that. So I think Nintendo is kind of on their own because they're still making new games that are that are like their old stuff. Um, and then they're they're repurposing a lot of the assets in interesting ways, like with Mario Maker, where here's everything that you know you need to build a mario level and you can do it in any style you can do it in the original uh, yeah. super mario brothers style or like super mario brothers 3 or super mario world or whatever um and they're just like you know leaving it up to the the player to sort of craft their own stuff um, i get that but i don't i sorry i don't understand how that applies to what we're talking about though with your nintendo example because what we're explaining is 
They're taking well, a, a they're remaking a game and modernizing the game itself. You're just talking about the genre and what they did with older games, but revamped it. it but they well, they weren't think, they weren't modernizing like say they weren't modernizing Super Mario Bros. Two. Like they were, this was su- new Super Mario Bros. Is an entirely different game. It's like it's I not, think it's I think yeah, Matt, it is. I think what Matt's also harping is on that side of things, but also when he mentioned uh, Stardew Valley and saying that there is retro, big new, there is games today being made in the retro style, and I think what Matt was meaning by Super Mario Brothers is it still feels like a retro game, just with upgraded. Yeah graphics i think what i was talking about nintendo was more what mitch was saying was when they have gone to remake a game apart from i did enjoy um the zelda one i've come on i was going to say that is the closest Uh, example of actually remaking a game with yeah brand new links awakening Awakening. Awakening. i really enjoyed i played and Um, i really liked yeah i really enjoyed it but i'm just disappointed where i'd rather them not so it's mario's anniversary now we're just gonna chuck three games that we found in the closet on a disc or a cartridge, yeah. so you can just plug it in and play it like it was. Well, I still got my N64. <laughs> that's ex- that's I think what I'd they rather, did. <laughs> I think I'd rather play Mario 64 on my N64 than buy pay sixty dollars to buy that game again. Exactly but I, but I think um, I think they are sporadic though with that. So like, yeah, they are remaking, they are readjusting Skyward Sword to not have motion controls. So like right. they, they are on both sides of the spectrum. It just depends on which property it is. Yeah. So I I yeah. guess I wouldn't put them in that boat in regards to especially specifically the 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 anniversary of Mario with all the games. Those were ports. They're they're not meant to be yeah. remade. They're not being remade in any capacity. No, they're, just they're basically ports. they're basically sad. ports with a little bit of brush brush up yeah. on the on the edges yeah. of those yeah. pixels yeah. and anti aliasing. Which which is for the standard of a port. That is what the standard is for a port. Now, if they were remaking the game from scratch, and this is what the game ended up being, oh, I'd I'd be pounding my fists and saying, "What kind of crap is this you're yeah, trying sure. to sell me?" But at the moment, with the standard what it is, it's a port, and they you mm-hmm. everyone knew it was a port when it came out. Yeah. So, are there games that uh, you guys like that are that are ports, retro ports to newer hardware? And is there stuff that's come out that you're happy is on modern hardware? So, like, for instance, um, the Fire Emblem re-release of the Famicom version, Shadow Dragon. You um, played that, yeah. That's, I mean, that's great, uh, I think, because they actually did the English translation. You know, that's something new, and they added just slight tweaks. Um, some, you know, um, being able to do checkpoints and things. Um, so there's a minor quality of life Im- improvements, but for, you know, effectively it is just an emulated ROM. Right. Um, do, you, do you think it depends on the genre of game and the style of that said game? Because obviously possibly. we said that Stardew Valley was like the old, old Harvest Moon, but obviously it looked and felt like those old games, obviously with, Oh, it will be a bit of graphics and things in a bigger world, but actually it kind of made you reminisce back to then. Whereas the likes of, I will say the Mario ones, I know they were ports, but obviously those 3D, that 3D game, if you think of the 3D games they made now, that's the comparison you're making and that's yeah. why you're disappointed. Whereas something like Fire Emblem, it kind of fits more in that retro model because of the way it plays. 
Yeah, I think so. And I, I, I wrote down in my notes here, um, Metroidvanias and JRPGs mm. are like the two genres that come to mind that sort of fit into either you're, if you're porting old stuff and you're bringing it to new hardware, it will still play and, and function and be good. And it's also a genre that um, sort of has basic tenets that a lot of people still do to this day. Uh, yeah totally totally i mean look at um super mario world when did that game come out 92 90 or three those controls are still perfect like they they don't need to change Mm. anything about those controls Mm. and so i would disagree super mario world that game plays super mario world for the Super the, Nintendo. For the Super it Nintendo, plays, yeah. oh, Super it plays Nintendo. beautifully. Oh, sorry, sorry. It might, it might have even been. Sorry, I'm thinking of Mar- I'm thinking of uh, 64. Oh sorry. god. Oh yeah, that could that could be tightened up a little bit. But yeah, those that, types that of games camera, do that camera. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, sorry. Oh, go oh ahead. the camera's terrible. About... The uh, the 45 yeah. degree or whatever yeah. it was, the 15 degree boing, changes in the angle. That's something that the little cloud man. I did like the little cloud cameraman who used to swing around. Sorry, sorry, oh, Evan. Sorry, Evan. Keep oh, going. Keep going to your point. I'm sorry. I, I... Oh no, I was just saying if uh, yeah, when when Burkoff had mentioned if there's two genres that translate uh, a bit more timeless than others just because of the controls, it's got to be those two types of games yeah. and games that have been recreated by fans of those games in games like. Hollow Knight or Blasphemous or insert yeah. JRPG here. Uh, f- since whenever it's just been timeless, it's been going on forever. And yeah, those are definitely two of the genres that you see pop up. A lot. Um, I would say like being remade so, in a sense. Right. So I would say one thing to just piggyback two seconds and then I'll come back to where we, where we were. The only thing I would say about com- making the comparison with like the, the Mario ports is the year they came out, that context does matter. So, yeah. like, you can't hold it to the same account as a game that was from 10 years from now because there's not the same technology. There's not the same, uh, like, uh, the way games are being made in regards to, like, the standards in which people play games is different. So you just, that's the one thing that I think people need to understand. The context of the year that the game came out does matter. So you can't just oh, automatically totally. compare that and just go, like, oh, that's... Yeah. yeah. So, well, um, o- Ocarina of Time could never be on anyone's list of best games ever if it was held to the standards of today. Correct. It's just not going. It it it'd yeah. be impossible. That game does not play that well. Anymore. Yeah. So piggy forward to where we are. Um, Burkoff. One thing I will say. So RPGs. Yes, I absolutely agree. One of my favorite things that a port has done of a of an RPG, and specifically this one is Final Fantasy VIII. Okay. If I remember right, eight is the one with the uh, with the cat man. Cat man. Guy with the tail. Is no, that that's, no, that's nine. Nine. Uh, nine. Yeah. Thank you. Zidane. Oh yeah. Sorry. Nine. Sorry. Eight is the one Zidane. with um, with the with the with, school. That's with right. With VV. Never mind. It's the one with VV. So, sorry. And uh, yeah. his his nine. his side story that doesn't yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. It, like builds it up like for like so, slavery and then it just like dies right. away. So so <laughs> with, so with nine, what they did with nine on the port for this is for PlayStation Four. Right. They, right. They allowed yeah. you to go speed speed up the the clock yes not only did they do that they also allowed your character to do 9999 hits 
right. uh, like hit damage, power yeah. damage on every single blow you did. So if you ever like felt stuck in those RPGs where you're like, I don't want to farm for hours. Right. I just want to experience. I just want to experience the story. Yeah. I want to experience the world. I want to experience like you can still do the cool side missions. I appreciate that so much for it because I think yeah. it, it, it obviously took what it was knew what it was what what was the thing that was going to hold this game back and said, let's make it a little easier on the people. Yeah, well, even um, even twelve is like that. Uh, twelve, you can speed up too, and that I seven as well. That. Yeah, seven auto uh, auto. Uh, ugh, sorry, auto limit breaks. Yep, times three speed up three and, times. And to be honest, faster. I think I think it still would be just as effective if it even if they didn't give you the like the additional power. And obviously, you get to select when you want to use it or not. But the fact right. that you could just do speed up time is well enough helpful for you as the player for especially experiencing older games right yeah i know none of us are really big i know none of us are really big fighting game fans um but have you have any of you noticed like the transition from we had like 2d fighters to there was a heavy focus on 3d you know being able to have the camera move and the character like 2.5 technically because it just kind of swerved a little bit yeah, because it, like, it never, like it never moving on like a circular Z axis. Yeah, because right, but... technically it was it was like two D, but like the character models were three D, and then occasionally the camera would swerve if you did something special. So like I, the only yeah. reason I call, recall that is because I I technically never played a classic two D brawler when I was a kid. My first fighting game was Tekken. Ooh, I want to say Tekken two, three? Tekken three. It was okay. um it was uh it was on a jam pack so I just put it on the jam pack and just you know crack their right. arms off but but yeah that's that was but on now the it's port yeah but now today all of the popular fighting games are effectively the same as they were when they were sprites yep. they they're just two D yeah. even though they're the characters are fully rendered in three D and like the yeah. special moves you know will jump into that three D space the the actual um fighting that happens is still on that 2d plane in yeah. the yeah in the original style well, well, I look think at it's, how it's, if, if it's not broke don't ahead, fix Mitch. it right yeah go ahead evan I sorry think, well um there was a lot of experimentation especially when 3d games uh came to be where all of a sudden like okay what does the platformer look like in a 3d world and super mario 64 absolutely nailed that action adventure game you got zelda so when we went from um, 2D fighting games or 2D beat-em-ups, like brawlers, right? Like TMNT. When it hit 3D, everyone's like, well, we got to go 3D. All of that pixel stuff is old. It's bullshit. This is the future type of thing. So then you had all these people trying to recreate. Okay, Mario did the, the platform in 3D. Zelda did the action adventure in 3D. How can we turn a beat-em-up into 3D? And then you had all these 3D brawlers that were experimenting with it. And yeah. it's it, like, they weren't that great, but like you need someone to try to experiment in a, in a, in a new space. And like you said, Burkoff, like they tried that stuff and it sucked almost wholly. But then it kind of spun off into like did, Devil May Cry and stuff. I would say, like, yeah, yeah I was going to say, Evan, it yeah, did transform totally. to Devil May Cry, God of War. like the, which, is, look, which is great. You yeah, know, you, yeah. are, you are right. But then you see it come back around, like Burkoff is saying, like, yeah, it's it, it, it went into good directions with, things like God of War and Devil May Cry. But in another branch, it's going back to 
now where they're just releasing Turtles in Time 2, basically. Basically, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, it can go both ways, and both ways do work, right? But I, I do like how some of this stuff does come full circle. It's like now you see people wearing fashion from the 90s, but it's 2021. <laughs> so, oh like, okay, sure, let's do it, yeah. right? That game came out in 1989. Let's, girls, let's do that Girls again. wearing mom jeans. Apparently, yeah. that's, that's yeah. the thing now. It been, it's yeah. been long enough. Let's, uh, <laughs> um, let's isn't it weird, though? I was just thinking about this conversation and Evan mentioning Zelda and, and, Super Mar- and Mario 64. And, man, what the fuck have Nintendo been doing for 20 years? Like, <laughs> like it does make you think, doesn't it? They were like the top of... They were like, that was the, the gold standard. Printing like 90, money. They well, are I know printing that. I know they've been making money. money. <laughs> I, re- I know that, but I mean... Like that was the gold standard. Now you could think like everyone, I know everyone, jizz is over Breath of the Wild to be, oh my God. But in real terms, like it should have been more like a uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I can like other uh, kind of that, that it should have been like that, not what we got. It was bizarre. I just don't get it. Just don't get what their, their development team has been doing for yeah. two years. I would argue, I would argue against that. Cause if you look at Horizon Zero Dawn, which is a gr- absolutely amazing game. It plays so much like any other, um, like 3D game of its type. Whereas, Breath of, like looking back in both of those games in 2017, Breath of the Wild feels more unique to me in, in how the physics work and how you can play with. Uh, I, I hear Erebus Jones somewhere saying that it's it's every PC game that came out in 1995 that no one's actually played. Uh, but apparently, <laughs> apparently it's it's ripped it's ripped off of all these games i i don't know he hasn't sent me the list yet but uh called like, out tr- on the podcast <laughs> they're tr- they're trying like i don't know bowser's fury is a game where yeah like like okay like you're saying uh dan where you know it's like okay every mario game is kind of the same odyssey is kind of like galaxy they're just like tweaking Oh, little I, I things would dis- like that. I, I, I would disagree with the map what they've done with 3D Mario. I'm just thinking Zelda, like thinking where Ocarina of Time was, and at that point, and like now let's zoom forward 20 years. And I was just, I know everyone was like, oh, it's amazing, it's a more Zelda game. I'm just sad that like every other, you're like, it was maybe it did feel different, but necessarily that feeling different made uh, debatable whether that was a good. Okay, or here's, or here's the thing. Here's the thing. I what think would have been I better. Think, I think what would have been better is if it was like horizon but better than that that's what i was expecting nintendo that that'd be the base and then extend the pop of that whereas i didn't i don't know I, uh, here's here's the thing i think it was unfortunate and this is what it runs into is that zelda has been the same way it has always been for many 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 years and for once when it steps into something that is somewhat close to the modern age that's where they're like oh my god it's so fresh it's so new it's so different we never seen it like it before but then when you compare it to something like Horizon Zero Dawn, where it's like, yes, Evan, I would agree with you. Horizon Zero Dawn on the surface level is a, a very generic RPG open world. I'm just saying there it, are, mechanically it controls there are, like every other th- third person action game. But I think, th- but there are elements in it that are completely unique and different in regards to um, enemies, in regards to how they react in the environment, how they interact with you trapping that's not very common in games like they they've done they've they've done some things with that game that is more on the higher echelon in regards to you know actually 
moving moving not only the genre forward but games forward whereas breath of the wild was more of like thanks for stepping in the modern age it's really nice for you to be here and i think but all i was saying Evan, is i missed the nintendo that was setting that gold standard of going right. we've done this now every other game follow what we've done right like okay, i'm I'll, sad I'll, I'll that be... now nintendo are playing catch up when okay, actually think about both... when we grew up it was like Nintendo. This is a I, I get you, game. but, but gonna, Dan, I think here, here's the thing, Dan, and I think ultimately it's it's because of, they have the limit of the hardware. They have yeah, been behind right. on power on their hardware for decades. It definitely hurt Breath of the Wild in it, several yeah, ways. Yeah, it hurts yeah. Breath of the Wild. They can only do so much. There's a reason yeah. why that entire game is almost a barren wasteland. They can't load anything in there. Like it's just it's it's not possible. So it, until Nintendo gets themselves hardware-wise to the current age, I do not think, Dan, unfortunately, they can ever meet that standard because yeah, they don't have sad. the technology to do so, which is... Which they, really is sad. They're basically campering themselves. And, uh, I was playing... A, got a lot of love for their properties, but it's sad that when I was a child growing up, that that was the gold standard, even to the point where now, like, I would probably get my son to play some of those games, but even old games like that like those because they were so good like i I get what you're saying seem to have fallen off that i guess my final quick point you're right mitch it's because of the hardware go ahead right mitch it's because it's because of the hardware mitch yeah final really small thing is just i i the reason i bring this up is i constantly find myself and i'm playing i'm playing uh um three uh what is it called uh uh, what's the one that came out with Bowser's Fury? It's uh, Super Mario Bros. 3D World. 3D World. I'm yeah. playing that one right now, and I'm like, the game looks okay, but I'm like, what would this look like if it ran on like some something like on a PS4 hard PS5 hardware? Like, how awesome could this be? And it's just it baffles my mind to be like, I'm instantly instantly seeing lost potential by playing this on my uh, Switch. I would I would oh, argue oh, that yeah I don't I, think I, so. I, I don't think with yeah, Dan, like nah, the right. the art design in those games is so strong that even if I yeah. see little jagged edges on the outside of characters, sorry, and stuff, I like it, actually sorry, just you don't guys care. Are, sorry, I mean overall, not just visually, but it's just act just visually seeing it and seeing it only in seven seven twenty p instead of ten eighty. It just makes me think visually first, but then it made me think through all the other things too, of like hampers and limits in technology, see, level okay. design, all that kind of stuff. Okay, okay. On that, I see what you're saying. It's, it's like just a domino, visual. It's like a domino effect. Exactly. Yeah. One yeah. thing led to the other, which led to all the other things. So that's that's yeah. where I'm like, that's where it made me think that route, and so that's why I've just always will. I always feel bad because I just feel like they'll never be able to catch up if they can't. All right. Uh, quickly going back to the argument between Breath of the Wild and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, <laughs> uh, I'll I'll meet you halfway and extend an olive branch in this regard. I think Breath of the Wild is is a better game. I I haven't felt that way about exploring a world and and seeing new and, and magical things in a really long time. However, Horizon Zero Dawn has infinitely better combat, and if you want to refer to things that haven't changed the combat in breath of the wild is exactly the same as ocarina of time they yeah. haven't changed almost a goddamn thing it's z targeting um, and maybe a tap on the controls uh to um to to, to go into like max parries. pain time and start well, hammering yeah, your, your I, the combat in the game counts. i think is is pretty bad weapon the, degradation the is the worst thing that ever happened to that combat system yeah i'm in so the that's... boulder i don't care that much about uh, degradation, have... but i do i mean i think i would inspired combat i would not mind I'd... as much about the weapon degradation if i if i could have the if i have the, the sword 
the legendary sword, and I forgot. Now I forgot the name of it off the top of my head. Master sword. Master, master sword. sword. Thank you. I, if I had the master sword, that thing doesn't need to charge. That thing needs to be available twenty four seven, seven days a week. You don't charge. I was the, you don't super need to charge disappointed. The when it master broke. sword. What yeah, kind of hell is that like shit? That. Like ugh. that should be the carrot on the end of the stick. Like okay, everything yeah. fucking breaks. Apart you know it doesn't sword. break. The Master, Master Sword. Sword. Yeah. And you been. deserve this because it took you 50 hours to get the fucking thing or however long. And yeah, also it's tricky it and it's tricky to find too. So it's like, God, you you, well, if, yeah. you kicked me in the if balls. If you don't explore after... that part of the map, like you're... Well, and you, you don't, don't get it. you have to like yeah. find it with the flame. And I, honestly, to be truthfully honest, I had to cheat to find it because I didn't know how to find it. I stumbled. I literally stumbled into the... Uh, no, I'm joking. The, um, yeah, I'm... It was... To be fair, I'll be honest. I'll be completely honest. Breath of the Wild is the first Zelda game I haven't completed because I couldn't do <gasps> it with the we- weapon. Gasp. Breaking. Hated it. <laughs> Hated the weapon. The I, I, fact, I don't like... The when fact my, the weapon, my weapon, the weapon broke, breaking, I just picked up a... Yeah, that was a game changer for me. That just ruined something the game. new that when you said that. Like, game. I, I that really, ruined my, that ruined my gameplay. Rafa, 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 if you're listening to the podcast right now, Evan, just in that moment when he just goes, eh, please, please capture that and put that on Twitter because that is just a, <laughs> that's a hilarious it, gift yeah. moment Did right it stutter? there. No, 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 no. It was just the way you expressed yourself with your with your uh, with your inflection of your voice and your uh, your posturing. Don't do that, Rafa. Uh, go ahead, do whatever you want. I definitely no. I, I def, when I was playing it, I really enjoyed it, but I couldn't get over the weapons breaking. Just that, that just I, I one weapon break too many times, and at which point I was like, no, thank you. Which is why you end up avoiding job. combat. And well, you know yeah. what? The combat is not that great, so it doesn't really yeah. matter. Yeah. I think the, but I the, think fact, the, the fact good. that they have to, it's, but they, but the fact that it's, it's in the game and it has to be I don't good. Li- I don't like Link's baby ass jumps to the side. He like barely jumps. He's like, it's like, yeah. come on, man. You, like jump off a mountain and like fly down magically. Yeah. And you can't, you can't like, uh, Evan, he, he woke up from a height? nap. He's still tired. He's still tired. He woke up from that really long nap. Well, he need he needs to do a little more, uh, P90X legs and back. Cause, uh, <laughs> that upper, that upper thigh is fucking, that's some weak shit. He's got some baby ass jumps. I think we've I kind do. of moved away from what we're talking about. It was still interesting. <laughs> yeah, we got into, a, like, we got into Horizon versus uh, Breath of the Wild debate. Well, they, they got released in the same week, and they've so, been compared ever since. Well, Evan, right, it's full to, circle because we talked about on podcast where you look together. So, you know, it only... Yes, you know, we, yes we did. Now, that, oh, now yeah. there's someone... You misses, you, Evan, your missus wants something. You, you, your missus is like... <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how dare you? <laughs> 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 to 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 bring it full circle, um, yeah. back to the conversation. So what's interesting is um, the the parts that Zelda tried to bring into the modern age are a lot of the things that we don't particularly care for, right? Or anymore um, care for. Yeah. So like they it borrows heavily from Far Cry with uh, instead of towers, you're you're unlocking shrines, and you're completing those. Instead of um, you know sticking with one weapon through the entire game, or like you know a few different you weapons, collect weapons along the way and collect gameplay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like the, the decisions that they made to try and modernize the formula a little bit, instead of keeping it that classic because... retro Zelda formula. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it does kind of work, um, but. You know, in, in other ways, doesn't. 
So because like the whole point of Zelda, like obviously originally, was that as you went through, you acquired weapons, and then you could change the way you played. And the same way I took, let's go modernly, like God of War, the recent God of War, I was like, oh my god, I've now got these, like I've now got my blades back. This is awesome. Like halfway through, it was like, oh, I can now change the way I want to play if I if I want to. Right. Uh, and I feel like with the weapon degradation, it kind of ruined that kind of for me that experience of my Zelda previous Zelda experience was like, oh, what weapon am I going to get now? Oh, right. I've used it three times. It's either broken or worn out. Oh, like that. That was the what. Like I like that kind of. Oh, what's going to happen? What am I getting now to like solve this new puzzle or whatever? And yeah. that's what I liked with, and also the fact that there wasn't an epic dungeon. I think those things were really got to me and that's why i kind of fell off it that's just my personal opinion i know it was awesome that it was an open world but i think i'd played loads of open worlds so like that in my opinion were better than that open world so i think that and then the things i loved about zelda were missing that's how i felt anyway but i haven't finished it and i might have maybe i've given not given enough time but there we go and maybe you're just I... a gift machine today like <laughs> your facial expressions sorry Evan. sorry Evan. i'm not i'm not criticizing anyone who likes as soon, the game. As soon, as, oh, okay. as soon as he yeah. said something he didn't like all of a sudden Evan went. <laughs> well that, that's the thing like uh <laughs> yeah it's like yeah i uh i i love the game and um i, I can, don't I can, I can if anyone trashes it i i would never want someone to feel bad like oh i'm being mean to you because I don't like the game. It's like, no, well, I like the game and you fucking hate it. Who cares? Like, difference right. of opinion. Right? Well, I would say, Evan, because I'm wrong, but that's okay. Because I am, I am going to play the second one because I'm hoping they're going to change that. Some of these things, yeah. these things will be the fixed. Weapon there'll be more dungeon. There'll be more like dungeons again, and I'll fall back in love with the the franchise I love for so long. If the so game ever comes out. Yeah. All right. So to push the conversation along a little bit of the Zelda games that uh, have sort of been forgotten um, Oracle of ages and Oracle of seasons. I've, I've started playing those again recently. They're good. Um, What's are there any, are there any retro games that you guys can think of that you would like to see brought into the modern era, either, ported directly with some minor quality of life changes or stuff that um, could deserve a full overhaul uh, with brand new graphics and controls and everything. The original Rome Total War. Okay. What what is um spent, what 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 I about I spent like 5 months of my life playing that game and I'd love to play <laughs> I'd, I'd love to play like just the original like I know they've updated it and made it better, and made, but I'd like to play that. But like, which run run smoothly? Like, bring like maybe the modern like graphic or like battles back in, but just the classic game, but just with those, just with those updates, those graphical updates, the loading okay. updates, those kind of things. Dan, is that more of a nostalgic choice, or is there something Probably. about the new games that they've iterated on that you don't like the direction they've, they've gone they've, and you wish they went back? They've just become a bit overly complicated and clunky. And, okay, I'm not, so and I, I realize that's why they've done it, like because they want you to be able to uh, explore the map and like. And but I just like the oh, like big overview, and that's why I think I've now graded towards the Crusader Kings model, because that kind of reminded me of the classic Total War games. Um, but I think I still th- I still prefer the original Rome Total War to the, even the Crusader King game now. But I would just like to go see that brought forward in like its old glory but just 
modernized to a point where it sure. runs better, it's smoother, it looks nicer when you go into the battles, those kind of things. Okay. Some of those battles were hilarious. You'd like attack, and I think even now sometimes the same issues. They probably haven't ever really fixed the engine, and they like run around like headless chickens, and you're like, "What are they doing?" <laughs> <laughs> so that might just be an issue I have with the, the them, the studio themselves. But yeah, no, that's why. That's that. I was just sort of chuck that out there because probably no one would say that. <laughs> All right. uh, Evan and Rich. Uh, Mitch, do you want to go first? If if you don't have anything, I'll I'll do mine. You can do yours. I'm still debating on mine. Um, <laughs> okay, bef- before we get into this, I have to talk about one thing about that TMNT uh, Shredder's Revenge yeah. trailer that no one's really discussed is that opening song fucking sucks, by the way. <laughs> oh, I fucking right. hate it. Okay, you know I know it's the it. Faith No More Guy. It's my, yeah, it's Mike Patton. So I, know. I give it a pass. He he automatically gets a pass from me. Okay. Do you you know why I hate you know why I, he, he know why performed, I don't like he, it? All right. Go ahead. Why? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna Speak say he, he. All right. So when I went and saw Tool for the very first time, uh, he performed with the Melvins and they did a bunch of Phantomos stuff, um, which is like super in the weeds. For anybody listening to this that knows about that, like yeah. <laughs> um, so. I was a little disappointed with the with the intro music. I was like, that doesn't sound quite right. That doesn't sound like I remember. And then I looked it up and I was like, holy shit, it's Mike Patton. All right, I'm, d- I'm down. Whatever his musical choices are, I'm okay with. Okay, I, okay I'll meet, again, uh, I'm a very reasonable man. I'll meet you halfway. I do like, I, I, I don't care that they have to copy it like beat for beat. I do like that they, they went halftime with... Uh, part of the song because you know how like um they like rise against us a lot where it's like and then and then it'd go so he goes half time to to build into and make the the part when they go full time to to make it give it that punch if they've changed like that it's bullshit that's my opinion. <laughs> I haven't even listened okay. to the trailer. <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll I'm Team you, Evan. <laughs> but here's the thing. It, it it sounds pretty much the same, Dan. Two things okay. that they did that I don't like. One is he goes, uh, for example. His pronunciation goes, on some of the shit is. There's heroes yeah. in a half shell and they're green. And then he goes, oh, for example, no. Donatello does machines. Both times he says it, he doesn't change the, his voice. And there's something about like he's a singer he should know this the first time uh it goes for example they're heroes in a half shell and they're green donatello does machines he has to change it but he goes e every at the end of every single line he sings and he doesn't change it up to the and that fucking bothers me to no end. And the other thing, he goes, Raphael is cool but rude. Michelangelo is a party dude. Is there something missing from here? There is. What a... Raphael is cool but rude. Give me a break. Michelangelo is a party dude. Party. They cut the lot. Like, what the fuck, man? Don't change that. Yeah, exactly. Because nerds are going to notice these things. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not that big of a deal. But whatever. Like, I, it's, it's okay. Uh, but, Evan, okay, you are now so, going to talk about your retro game you want to bring back. Yes, I'm, I'm so sorry. Okay, so um, because this is a beat-em-up game, the Shredder's Revenge, I was thinking about along the lines of beat-em-ups that I would like to see 
either remade or reintroduced into the world. And my okay. pick is the Namco developed and published game Splatterhouse. Is anyone familiar? Oh, yeah. Originally an arcade game. I first played it on the TurboGrafx-16. Right. There's and a Genesis version, too. There's, Mega yeah, version. so later, Mega the Drive Genesis... It, it, there's a Splatterhouse 2 and 3 on, on the Genesis. I remember playing 3, and I actually didn't really like it that much, but this is total... Like, my nostalgia overwhelming my uh, logical brain wanting this game. And uh, so I started looking up uh, stuff on Splatterhouse on Wikipedia and uh, pardon me for this, but this plot synopsis deserves a full read through. <laughs> it's not that long, but to give you guys a feel of like, okay, what is this game about? It's essentially a beat em up side scrolling uh, left to right and you're punching shit. And then there's a boss at the end of the stage, move on. So this is fucking great by the way. Okay, here we go. Plot of Splatterhouse. Two students at the local university, Rick Taylor and Jennifer Willis, take refuge from a storm in West Mansion, a local landmark known as Splatterhouse. For the rumors of hideous experiments purportedly conducted there by Dr. West, a renowned and missing parapsychologist. As they enter the mansion and the door shuts behind them, Jennifer screams. That's the intro. This is where the actual game starts. Rick awakens in a dungeon under the mansion, having been resurrected thanks to the influence of the terror mask. A Mayan sacrificial artifact from West's house, which is capable of sentient thought. This is already great. And by the way, the mask in the arcade game is a white hockey mask. Right. And he's wearing these tattered blue robes. He looks exactly like, like Jason, Jason Voorhees. Yeah. I mean, they did that on purpose. So he's wearing the terror mask, right? The mask attaches itself to Rick fusing with his body and transforming him into a monster with superhuman strength. You just punch the shit out of everything and it explodes. It's great. With the mask's encouragement, Rick, I love that, with the mask's encouragement, Rick goes on a rampage through the dungeon and the mansion grounds, killing hordes of monsters. Inside the mansion, Rick finds Jennifer, his girlfriend, prone on a couch and surrounded by a throng of creatures that retreat upon his arrival. This is like eight stages into the game. After their departure... Jennifer transforms into a slightly taller fanged monster that attempts to kill Rick while begging for help. It's actually quite sad. Rick is forced to kill Jennifer, who transforms back to normal and thanks him before she dies. Infuriated, Rick tracks the remaining monsters to a giant bloody hole in the mansion's floor. Upon entering it, Rick discovers that the mansion itself is alive. He follows a bloody hallway to the house's womb, which produces fetus-like monsters that attack him. Rick destroys the womb, which causes the house to burst into, into flames and die. Escaping the burning mansion, Rick comes across a grave marker. The terror mask releases energy into the grave, reviving a giant monster named Hell Chaos that claws its way up from the earth, this is the final boss, and attempts to kill Rick. Rick destroys the creature, which unleashes a tormented ghost that dissipates into a series of bright lights. As the lights vanish, the mask shatters, turning Rick back to normal, and he flees the house as it burns to the ground and the credits roll. However, after he leaves and the credits end, the terror mask reassembles itself and laughs evilly for several seconds as the words end appear at the bottom right corner of the screen. Two whoa, questions. Whoa, whoa. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah I was going to say for the man that's really <laughs> sensitive about them damn spoilers, he really laid it on rough. Man. I don't I don't think I would have gotten any of that from playing the game. Like reading through no. it, I would have like, holy shit, this is what I just went through. <laughs> 
Are, are you kidding me? Terror Mask? Hell Chaos? It's got all the names. <laughs> two things. How has this game not been remade? And two, how is this not like a Netflix like uh, horror movie? Yeah. I think yeah. it's because they're fetuses. It's uh, so great. Like, I love the idea of this. Yeah. The house, like, the house is alive. He falls down a hole into its womb and destroys it from the inside out. And then the Terror, ma- terror Mask hatches its evil plan to resurrect a demon from a grave which Jason Voorhees essentially punches his way <laughs> through. And then, uh, cla- like, classic so 1980s like horror Jason's films. Jason's nightmare, isn't it? So Jason's yeah. like been, a, been a naughty boy after killing all these people. So now he has to go and, like, have his punishment. <laughs> well, the, the great thing is, it turns Jason Voorhees, who is the antagonist, into the main character of the show, yeah. right. which is interesting in and of itself. Yeah. And... Um, one reason that I well actually they did remake this game, as we refer to uh, devs moving from two D to three D and trying right. to figure out that space. They made this game in twenty ten, and it is a fucking terrible game. Look up pictures of it. They basically a... tried to go Dante's Inferno with it and do like the Christopher Nolan Batman gritty reboot. Now does a does a game called Splatterhouse needed gritty reboot? No, but if you look at the colors that are in the 2D version, this game is like gray and red, essentially. And one of the cardinal sins that they made is, uh, well, one, he looks like John Cena, complete with jorts and a chain wallet. (laughs) And they made the mask that he wears look evil. The main reason that Jason's mask... uh, makes him an interesting character is because it's just a regular hockey mask and in 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 the third jason movie he just takes it off someone and uh look at michael myers the michael myers mask is just uh william shatner mask painted white and the reason that it's creepy is because it's a basic mask that has in 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 this 2010 remake anyone can make the mask look evil and that is just not the point to get across and he's like too built like Jason is a brick shithouse. He's absolutely huge. But you never see Jason's like massive chest and abs. Like that's not the point of the character. He has superhuman strength. And in this remake, they gave him like trap. He looks like Goldberg from uh, WWE or WCW where he started out in his heyday. It's like no one wants that. Just give him, just make him big and strong. And he doesn't have to have like giant muscles type of thing. But I think what they should do with Splatterhouse is go the TMNT Shredder's Revenge route with it, and make it do, a 2D yeah. scri- side-scroller, and take what... I don't know about you guys, but the Shredder's Revenge trailer showed me a lot of how these guys are taking... or these people are taking care about taking, like, pixel art from back in the day. And, you know, like, that started out... We've learned... Devs have learned so much of how to improve pixel art over the years. And it's kind of had a renaissance in all these indie games... They've, they've just learned new tricks about how to make the pixel art look better. They have more memory where they can add more fluid animations like Blasphemous looks absolutely amazing. And this TMNT Shredder's Revenge, there's some specific things like each of the four turtles have spe- their own specific run animations. There's right. something about how they shade the outside of the character that make them look rounder and more 3D. And if you go back to uh, Turtles in Time, which looks amazing, some of the character models look a bit flatter. And that's not that's not a 
criticism of that game. It was a game of its time, but we're in 2021 now where pixel art has kind of had an evolution and, and they've iterated on and how they can make better, better and fluid uh, looking pixel art. And I think they could do the exact same thing with this type of game and, um, you know, add in some fatality takedowns like they do in Blasphemous. Like if you, um, like one, one of the, I think uh, one, one of the stage bosses of Splatterhouse is a guy with a bag over his head and he has two chainsaws for arms. <laughs> it's fucking great, by the way. And um, one cool thing I think you could do is like uh, like Blasphemous, if you damage an enemy enough, it's a bit of RNG in there, uh, but they'll you'll stagger them and the triangle button will appear over their head or whatever button, uh, whatever system you're playing it on. And if you do that, he'll do a fatality where he usually will like grab the weapon away from the character and like kill them with it or like pick them up by their head crush their head and like punch through their body throw them on the ground and stomp on them and i think they could do some really cool pixel art with that where like halfway through the fight the triangle button pairs over his head if you damage him enough and then you press it and he like rips off the guy's arm and like or cuts off one of the arms with the other arm with the chainsaw and then the fight continues and then by the <laughs> second stagger uh moment his the arm that he has left you cut his head off with and then you rip the chainsaw out of his hand and then use that in the second the, the next level they could do so much with it because they have more memory to do all these extra animations and uh yeah i would just i'd love to see Evan, more brawlers see like we, really we've had streets of rage four yes yes yeah streets of rage four we've had uh yeah i've been thinking about this a lot in the shower and everything we've had streets of rage four we've had well scott pilgrim pilgrim back in the day but we have Shredder's Revenge coming out. I'd like to see more of these beat em ups. Like take take some new stuff, but keep like keep it simple as well. Like don't overcomplicate it. Don't add RPG elements to it. Don't make the levels over long. Scott Pilgrim did that a bit. Some of the yeah, levels are way I'll too you, long. I'll tell you what. Like Battletoads, the, the latest Battletoads is fucking phenomenal. Oh, is it? Yeah, my wife and I had a great time playing through that. That's good. To, that's good. No, so they um, have learned some things. They're, you know, they're yeah, taking that stuff into I'd love account. To see the evolution of the beat 'em up, you know what I love to see? Give me Arkham Asylum style beat 'em up. Oh, like uh, like counter counter attacks. So like, ha- kind of just like have them just be all badass. Don't worry about button combos. Like it's just all about the the dance, the timing of. You know, when do you dodge and then when do you counter and then when do you go for the first hit when you go for the hit? I think they could make an amazing beat em up with that type of combat system. The one that flows with a 3D one for sure. No, even even it's just even if it's the Turtles in Time version one where it's 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 it's, oh, sure. Oh, that would totally work. I think it could totally work. The timing down, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. I'm trying to think like, there was, and then you could even combine them and say like two turtles, like uh, hit a hit a, so like similar like Batman where he if there's like two guys coming at the same time or two guy or three guys at the same time he does a special kind of move to counter them. It'd be awesome sure. if there's two enemies like coming out the same uh, two different turtles and then they do like a combo you know combo counter so whether that's like the turtles jump like jump on and right, jump right. off each other and then the two bad guys knock each other out or something like that like something oh yeah cool. if like the enemies are in the right position on Correct. the screen yep, exactly and right. we're based on where you are yep. you do like a double takedown oh yeah, yeah like sold uh, yeah that would be great i think that'd like, be a yeah, great taking, combat system yeah going from like w- whenever that arcade came out in like 1989 i don't remember when turtle in time came out but from there to 2021 
we've seen so much video game. There's a lot of video game going on in between here. So take some elements of that stuff. See if you can put it into kind of like a 2.5D or a 2D side-scrolling space, like Arkham Asylum's kind of uh, awesome parry mechanic. Yeah, and like like it, it could totally work with those quick button presses. Yeah, yeah, and you can uh, even like, um, and you still have yeah. their gadgets, you still have their weapons. So like Leonardo, like Michelangelo, you can have a button where Michelangelo throws his nunchucks still, and like to stun an enemy or like you well, know, got- there's so much combinations you can do with using the Batman system within a Turtles in Time game. That I know they're not going that route. I know that they're going the classic beat em up. Right. But if they went this route, I would be 10 times more excited about it because, to be honest, the beat em up genre, I think, is getting a little stale. Well, I was going to say we have more buttons now, too. Yep. Yeah. Right. It used to be just the the, the four. Three or four buttons. Face, yeah, four face buttons or whatever. And that now was you, like all that was like all that you used. Now you have grapples. And you, I mean, there's things you can do more, but I just, I, I'd love to see a, a fresh take on the beat em up, and I don't think there's a fresh take yet on the beat em up. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I was, I think, I think I was still sold on Shredder's Revenge when I saw the foot soldier come at the screen. Oh God, yeah, and they I knew it like, too. They, right, they finished yeah. the trailer with that. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm sold. I'm gonna buy it. I guess it. for me, I never, I've never played a Turtles beat em up. It's like the, it was like the coolest thing back in the so day. So I man. think I think Mitch, I maybe I you, played. You I, have I, this beast of a piece. That's insane. I will, How, I will show you. I will Dan show comes you. in with the comment. Well, here, hold side. on, hold on, yeah. hold on. You have to play. It, I man. think you I have, have played. I think I have played a Turtles game. It may not been like the classic Turtles in Time beat 'em up. I believe it was the team. It was based off of the animated, animated TV show at the time. And I think mm. it was for like Nintendo. It was for a handheld of Nintendo of some kind. So whether that was like I a, wonder what that was Game Boy Advance or something. I'm, maybe I'll look it up on. But I'll talk about mine and I'll try to look it up at the same time. Um, so I actually, depending on what you view as retro, I'll shoot one. Uh, so I have one. Well, let's do Mitch retro because it'll be a different time of retro because you're younger. Yeah. yeah. And what you consider retro will be different for the rest of us. Well, okay. So mine is. Um, on a tmnt game boy advance game while rich is thinking that I, the other thing i was thinking about and i don't know if it would make a Found good it. reason to bring it forward Found i was it. thinking about it's just called uh, oh go ahead road rash oh yeah oh, road rash is awesome they have, i used like, to love so much road rash, rash on them, back in the day on the, that was uh, on, on my list mega drive <laughs> not mega drive uh, road rash was fucking awesome it's great so there's actually there rash. is a new one that's out uh dan yeah was it any good though? I, I yeah. was I it one of those I like half-assed attempts to. That was one of my dad's, one of my dad's the... favorite games to play when I was a child was Road Rash. Yeah, um, awesome. But okay, there's been a lot of half-assed versions of like, remaking a a long lost. Uh, I'll t- I'll tell you what it's series. it's seven dollars on Steam right now. So if you're interested, Road Redemption. You can pick it oh, up. Oh yeah, but that was that any good though? I don't know. Fun. It's seven dollars on Steam. So but what's the reviews not, on Steam? I don't know. Very positive. I paid. I'm gonna do some uh, research before I pay seven dollars for it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I paid. Well, uh, was, um... well, well, Dan, it's also it's also sixty five percent off. So that's more. No, it's, it's originally time, 20, it's originally twenty bucks. Actually, this looks pretty good. I'm looking yeah. at the trailer yeah. right now. It's not bad. It's how it okay. plays, though, isn't it? Yeah, you that's know? how it plays. And also, I want to. I suppose I could use my Xbox controller on my PC. Whoa. Okay. Some of these takedowns are way more extreme. I want a keyboard. And, 
Oh. I don't want a keyboard and a mouse when I'm playing Raider Action. No, you right. use a controller. Right, you don't right. need to use yeah. your mouse. You can use, use my controller, I suppose. Now I've got. Yeah, that's true. Um, the, Dan, um, be careful of seven dollar games because I bought Titanfall two for seven dollars and it wasn't even worth that. That's for sure. Titanfall oh, you didn't two. Like it. That's supposed to be really good. <laughs> well worth. Okay, <laughs> so no. here you go. Here, yeah. here you go. This is the <laughs> this is the Turtles game I'm thinking of. It's for the Game Boy Advance. It's called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It came out in 2003 for the Game Boy Advance. And uh, to its credit, Metacritic has it as a 71. Okay. So it was based on the Fox, uh, Fox TV show. Correct. Yeah, based on the okay. Fox TV show. Um, Konami did this one. Okay, so... Oh, yeah, that was like the revival of the series. Yes. So yeah, that's I what I was watching as a kid yeah, was yeah, that yeah. show. There was, um, I think okay. there was a, I think there was a PS2 GameCube. Yes. Uh, Xbox 3D version. Of the version. Yeah. yeah. Which wasn't bad. I think that came, that, that one was based off of the animated movie that came out. That was just an animated, it was a. That one was a I CG the, film. I, I know what the one you're talking about. Yeah, and yeah. That one that was CG just, was all right. That was just called TMNT. Right. So yeah, it's a I different property. That. Different, Totally different property. Oh, and actually, no, maybe they did come out with another one with just the... Uh, it's so many... There's so many... This is the one franchise that's had so but, many iterations of itself. It is Mitch, just hard to keep track. What uh, was your retro game you oh, wanted to do in okay. Modernized? Because so, you kind of went off and on... on and yeah. I went off and started with Road Rash and you got distracted. Uh, so I thought we'd get back to your... So, I'll, so I'll do my style retro and then I'll do your style retro. I'll do mine really quick of my style retro because oh, I think wow. your style Is that an retro. insult? Uh, yes. I don't. I can't tell. It was okay. clearly an insult. Shade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my style retro is give me Dino Crisis Two. Oh, oh yeah, dude, fair. totally. I would. Yeah, I would so actually on. play. I, I would, love. I would totally play it. I love stuff. Dino Crisis yep. Two. Dino Crisis is no, fine. What? The original is okay, but what I love Mitch, about no, Dino you are great. You are a genius. Yeah. It's it's totally about Dino Crisis too. Yeah, that's what that's. Yeah, it's it Dino like, Crisis two is the and is the it's clear shame. superior it's a game. Shame, like unfortunately, it's a shame because that game is so good. I love that combat it's, system. It's, so, it's incentivizing so action. You got the points. Yep, it's yeah. got the points system. I think it does it really well. I think you guys could remake it, or you could you could re you could literally remaster it and maybe make a bunch of more levels. Oh man, I'd be I, so I, happy there, if there they did. There are so Crisis many ways you could do this because I, I think the combat system just works really well with the incentive yeah. of killing uh killing the dinosaurs. I think it was the first time I really. No, that was the first time in the PS1 area where yeah. it really incentivized action in that sense. With in that, that with style, that, like it style moved away with, from the Resident Evil with the, slower and actually, with the camera think, angles think, and all that kind of stuff. Like it was very traditional. Um, thinking about the actual be able to do deliver a, a workable, awesome dinosaurs and stuff, you just look at Horizon, and yeah, they were mechanical dinosaurs. But they all did very the movements and everything were very dino like the way they charged at you and everything like that. So actually, there's a technology there now to have a awesome. Uh, oh, for sure. Crisis yeah. too. And make it a very. I would still make it very simple though. I would still make the yeah, combat system simple. extremely simple because you want to yeah. incentivize buying yeah. better weapons. Yeah, yeah. But Same. okay, so going to the game that is your guys's your guys's retro, <laughs> I go to the Sega Genesis and I go to yeah. Tiny Toon yeah. Adventures. Acme All Stars. That was amazing. Tiny Toon Adventures. Tiny Toon Adventures was a good game. 
<laughs> so Tiny Toon Adventures. Acme, right, Mitch is Mitch Acme is two All-Stars. for two on these picks here. So yeah. this this sports game, and I know people don't love sports games. Don't get me wrong. This is one of the most fun sports games you will ever play in your life. It makes every sport fun and interesting. There's special abilities. Uh, there is blocking. Very sim- like the mechanics are very simplistic. Yet somehow, because of the diffi- the difficulty in this game, it is extremely competitive against the computers. It's just bonanza. I fucking love this game. I fucking love this game. I miss uh, this game. And talking I, about, I really sorry, just want to play a port of it sometime. But unfortunately, guess who owns this property? EA. Konami? Yes, Konami owns this uh, property. Uh, Done. This Done. game is never posted. I, although I would say that the one thing that Konami has been doing is releasing old shit. They better release this so, old shit because this is one the, of the um, best games the out one, there. Talking about retro sports games, the Space Jam game. I used to play that. <laughs> I that never, was on PC. I never, I never, never even that, knew yeah. there was a. There was yeah, a space yeah, yeah. You were literally you. You'd have like le- level missions where you go and do stuff. So you see platforming, and then when you got the gear, you would then go into like NBA style like three on three against the monsters it was bloody awesome <laughs> and monsters that's right that's what that's what their now, name that you, was. now that you say that i i want to say that a friend of mine had it um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's a blast in the past i don't really want to ruin back i just thought as we're mentioning retro like looney tune style games yeah, yeah. i just flashed in my brain with monsters and then you could like if you if you got all of michael jackson's attire in the level you could then use him in the in the game but sometimes you'd miss stuff, and then you couldn't use him, and it was it was it was cool. <laughs> yeah, I vaguely. You'd like go that. to his home and like dodge the dog while trying to get his like box, his like shorts and his trainer. You know, like in from the film, it was basically like that. <laughs> Wait, Michael Jackson? Michael Jordan, sorry, Michael Jordan. Oh, Michael Jordan. Oh, I was like, well, yeah, sorry, Michael Michael you get Jordan. to his home and you have to dodge the the Nyquil and the Robitussin. Oh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> the Jesus juice. <laughs> and on that note i think we're gonna end it there i think that's a great way to end it so uh this is pixel pints if you don't know where to find us uh you can find us on twitch on the weekends we try to let well we got to figure out a way to let people know when we're going to stream if they want to watch the actual stream but if not you can watch the archive on twitch.tv slash pixel pints you can also follow us on twitter which is pixel underscore pints and you can follow us on Instagram for Pixel Pints Pod. Also, if you want to check out the archive now, there's on Twitch, but it's also on YouTube, on YouTube. which is under Pixel Pints. And on any podcatcher. Yes. Yep. And yep. anywhere you podcast. listen to your podcasts. So on behalf of myself, Evan, Burkoff, and Daniel, we are out, gentlemen. To lose. To lose. Check out a long place Splatterhouse. It's great. <laughs> I should just download a Tiny Two Adventure for Acting All Stars. Love it. Yeah, thinking about it, I think the Space Jam was pretty wank, but uh, I think uh, I just remembered it when you talk about new team games from back in the day. I just like flashing my brain.